turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The White House trying to stem the fallout from how it handled a senior aide's resignation after allegations of spousal abuse. White House Budget Director Mick Mulvaney says that he and the president have not discussed his replacing John Kelly as White House Chief of Staff. Absolutely not. And I think all the stories about replacing General Kelly are mostly being fed by people who are unhappy that they've lost access to the president under General Kelly's uh, leadership as Chief of Staff. White House Budget Director Mick Mulvaney. I'm extraordinarily pleased uh, with the job the chief has been doing. Everybody in the West Wing is. The president is as well. I think that talk about the chief's departure is much ado about nothing. That audio courtesy of Fox News Sunday. Russian investigators say that the crew of the airliner that crashed Sunday near Moscow did not report any technical problems before the disaster. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt examines the FISA memo. Everyone's missing the obvious thing. Just focus on one thing. There's a material omission of fact from the memo which suggests of a government intent to deceive. Somebody intended to deceive the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, and there will be tears. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8, on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot in Television Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson at closer right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. So don't go anywhere. First, we'll give you a quick weather update. Now, high of 20 degrees and sunny skies for today. A high of 11 with some cloud cover on Monday. High of 27 degrees with a slight chance of snow on Tuesday. And then all the way up to 41 degrees. Yes, 41 degrees on Wednesday and sunny skies. Stay tuned. It's the Norm with Brad Carlson. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. You know, I uh, obviously this bumper, I, it's between this and ACDC's uh, Thunderstruck. 
we kind of alternate uh, openings for the show. Huey Lewis, I've been a, a big fan of Huey Lewis since the early 1980s, uh, even before sports, the album that launched him in the stratosphere and uh, and into mainstream appeal. And uh, this is much ado about nothing, but uh, Huey Lewis's daughter accepted my uh, follow request on Instagram. So uh, you want to call me a rube, or maybe some people think, Boy, that's kind of creepy. You're creepy stalkerish. Hey, well, whatever the case. Uh, if you saw my if if you saw my room as a teenager, it was a veritable shrine to Huey Lewis. Posters and ticket stubs and newspaper articles all over the way. It was yeah, crazy, crazy. So uh, much ado about nothing. It just hearing Huey Lewis song triggered that uh, particular uh, anecdote. <coughs> I digress. Hey, anyways, <laughs> a lot to get to on the broadcast. And uh, this is the first Sunday uh, in a while that hasn't had NFL football. I mean, I know the week before the Super Bowl, technically there wasn't a game that was of any consequence, but it was a Pro Bowl, so it was technically NFL football. And uh, as is a coincidence, uh, when, when we got down to do our show prep, and by show prep I mean watching TV out of the conference room with crack producer Brandon, uh, we were both sporting our fair, uh, NHL uh, uh, memorabilia, Brandon with a Yarmir Yager uh, Washington Capitals jersey, and myself with my uh, uh, my Wild uh, Minnesota Wild shirt. So uh, I guess we're I guess we've transitioned seamlessly into hockey, Brandon. So we're we're good, we're good. I think we're doing good. Uh, we'll be able to bide our time until pitchers and pe- catchers report uh, this week, right? This week, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm Baseball part- is just around the corner, and I can't be more excited. Oh yeah, uh, concur, concur. Especially the uh, given the resounding thud with which my uh, Viking season ended. So. <laughs> Soon as that happened, it's like okay, I had to pitchers and catchers again. I'm a Wolves fan and a Wild fan, but baseball is where it's at for me. That's for sure. For NFL and Major League Baseball, it's one A and one B for me. So, anyhow, a lot to get to this week. So, uh, or from news from this past week. So, definitely want to get to it. I, I did at least want to weigh in on the caucuses from this past Tuesday. Uh, I was not all that excited to attend. I live up in Ramsey, and up there, Republicans actually. Uh, matter because it's well it's a it it's pretty much the dominant uh political ideology up there up in anoka and ramsey where i live is is republicans and specifically within congressional district six there aren't many democrats being represented or you know elected offices in congressional district six if there are any at all i'm not 100 percent sure but the point is is that i decided to go and caucus my caucus was pretty much indicative of of Republicans statewide in that it was absurdly low. Uh, There were a total of just under 11,000 votes cast in the straw poll for governor. And compare that to two and a half times to the DFL. The DFL cast a little over 27,000 votes for their gubernatorial candidates. And you could chalk that up to a lot of things. I think, well, first of all, DFL turned out a little over 27,000. Yeah, that's low, but it's a non-presidential election year, and whether it's right or wrong, the DFL probably thinks, hey, you know, the Republicans haven't won a statewide election since 2006. It's not like we need to press down hard on the gas pedal. Although I am a little bit surprised that more more people didn't come out in bigger numbers simply because this is a midterm election and it's an opportunity to really uh, repudiate Trump, President Trump. I don't know. But the point is is that— Caucus turnout was low for the Minnesota Republican Party, and that that's a little disconcerting. 
especially for a political party which, again, hasn't won a statewide election since 2006 when Governor Tim Pawlenty was barely reelected. And there are a lot of things to which you can attribute that. Number one is nobody's really excited about the crop of gubernatorial candidates that are in the race. They look at Jeff Johnson. They see Jeff Johnson. He's familiar. You know, he ran as the gubernatorial candidate in 2014, lost a very winnable race against Governor Dayton in a wave election year for Republicans. And a lot of people like to talk about how Jeff Johnson has lost two statewide races. I don't really put 2006 attorney general run on Jeff Johnson. Number one, because a Republican hasn't been elected attorney general since 1966 in this state. And secondly, 2006, if you remember anything about that year, it was the midterm election during George W. Bush's second term, which George W. Bush himself labeled the thumping, where Democrats took over both chambers of the U.S. Congress and made substantial gains all across the country, in, whether it was the governor's offices or state legislatures, uh, that sort of thing. So I don't really put that on Jeff Johnson. He was someone who was willing, he had the guts to step forward in a race that was not was not winnable for a Republican. I get that it was an open seat. Uh, Mike Hatch, who was the attorney general the previous few terms, two or three terms, whatever it was, decided to oppose Tim Pawlenty for governor, and therefore Lori Swanson ran as the DFLer in that race. So I get that it was an open seat, but still, 2006 was a terrible year for Republicans, and it was in a seat that Republicans hadn't won at that time in 40 years. So I don't really put that on Jeff Johnson. But the point is, that's the prevailing wisdom. People think, you know, he's won, he's participated in two statewide races, lost them both, needs some fresh blood. Okay, let's turn to Keith Downey, because Keith Downey's the outsider, right? He served her two, two terms as a House member and also two terms as the uh, state, uh, the Republican Party of Minnesota chair. And it's laughable. It's la- People are still pointing to his outsider creds. It's laughable. Stop it. You're, you can. It's okay that he's not an outsider. That's not necessarily a disqualification. But this idea that you're still going to peddle him as that is, is nonsense. He was an outsider when he ran, I believe it was 2008, when he ran for a House seat in Edina. Of course, that was in response to the override six, the six Republicans who voted to override Governor Plenty's veto of a mass transit subsidy. <coughs> excuse me, I mean a, a transportation bill. Kind of got stuck in my throat there. And uh, Ron Earhart, who was a Republican at the time, uh, people were very uh, disgusted with that vote, decided to vote. Uh, vote for Keith Downey, and and Downey defeated Ron Earhart in a primary and was the Republican candidate who ended up winning that race. And he served two terms as a House member. He ran for Minnesota Senate in 2012, lost, and then the following year ran for Republican Party of Minnesota chair, where, again, he served two two two-year terms. He's not an outsider. Okay? Let's stop with that. So those are kind of the two leading candidates. Mary Giuliani Stevens, Philip Parrish, and Lance Johnson our other candidates haven't gotten a lot of traction. But here's what really personifies the dreariness of this past Tuesday. Jeff Johnson won the straw poll with more than 45% of the vote. Of the 11, nearly 11,000 ballots cast, Jeff Johnson had about 49. He did have 4,955 votes. That counts for about 45%. You know who finished second in the gubernatorial straw poll behind Jeff Johnson? Undecided. Undecided. Yes, Keith Downey lost to undecided by 1%. 
I think Undecided had 17%. Downey had 16%. Whatever, whatever the exact percentages were, it was a distant second. Okay? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And in kind of a eh, not-so-coincidental chain of events, former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty resigned his lobbyist job this past week. And now the fact that he's really starting to look at running for governor again is getting some serious traction, and a lot of people are indicating it's when, not if, he's going to run for governor. And for purposes of full disclosure, I don't have a preferred candidate. I mean, if I did, I would tell you I had a preferred candidate. I wouldn't necessarily say who it was because I don't like to endorse candidates on the show because I want them all to come on. And secondly, no one really cares what I think. So this idea that I'm going to enlighten you with what I believe about a candidate and why you should vote for that candidate, I, it's pretty arrogant on my part. But uh, I'm willing to convey my opinion, whatever the case. But the point is, I don't have a candidate in the race. Don't have a preferred candidate. I don't. Because whomever is the nominee, I will definitely support over Tim Walls, who looks like he, he won the DFL straw poll pretty handily. And... Uh, he looks like he's going to be the DFL candidate for governor. I will absolutely support any Republican who runs against Tim Walls. It's it's not even a question. So that's why my an endorsement really doesn't my endorsement of whomever it doesn't really matter because I'm going to support whomever the Republican is. But I saw a lot of my fellow conservatives decrying the fact that Palenti's thinking of getting in, thinking that he's going to round up these big dollar donors and just basically run roughshod over the grassroots activists, you know, the the Republican activists who prefer a more conservative candidate and say, well, it's just, you know, it's like the re- conservative's voice doesn't matter. Here, here's, I'm going to lay an inconvenient truth on you, you know, to borrow a phrase from a, uh, uh, a certain former vice president. Here's an inconvenient truth. The conservative, for those of you who are, are conservative, consider themselves conservatives, well right of center, okay, the kind of candidate that you prefer to be the candidate for governor and to be governor of the state cannot win a statewide race. Not not right now. Not to say that that can't change in the future. That's not to say that, you know, certainly uh, ideologies and, and demographics dynamics may change, but right now a conservative candidate cannot win the governor's race statewide. Can't do it. Am I saying that means Palenti's a shoe in Of course not. It's been, what, 2006 was the last time he he ran in and uh, he participated in electoral politics. Okay? Now, that's not to say that he's going to suddenly forget about campaigning. Granted, it's changed. A lot, of, a lot of the way candidates campaign these days has changed significantly with the prominent role of social media and what have you. But I don't, I don't doubt that Tim Palenti could pick that up. And, and run with it. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you say you get all people who call themselves Minnesota Republicans behind your candidate to coalesce behind your candidate, conservative candidate, okay, it's not enough. It's not enough. You're going to need to appeal to some independents. You're going to need to even appeal, I dare say, to people who consider themselves moderate Democrats. All right? It's not ideal. Okay, because we have a lot of policy differences with moderate Democrats. No question about it. But the fact of the matter is, that's the state we live in. And if a Tim Pawlenty were elected, yeah, he'd probably govern in a moderate fashion, much like he did during his two terms. And that alienated a lot of conservatives. 
But I, I ask you, should he have allowed government to shut down by not getting all of these conservative items, conservative agenda items put through, which was a divided legislature during his tenure? I mean, come on. It's, it's ridiculous. And this idea that we that and now that now that the roles are reversed and that it's an all Republican legislature and a Democrat governor, this idea that we put together a Tea Party budget and it would pass both chambers of the legislature and that Governor Dayton said, well, you know, both chambers of the legislature uh, agreed to it, I'll sign it. It's laughable. It's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. And therefore, government would shut down. And Republicans do not win the politics of shutdowns. Doesn't happen. Never happens. So I, I just continue to roll my eyes so much that I'm practically staring at, at my brain that I, I roll my eyes so far back in my head that, well, we, 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 need, to, we need to pass a, a, a Tea Party budget. Yeah, because Governor Dayton would, would, would just see the light of day one, one, one afternoon and go ahead and sign it. It's laughable. Stop it. So, again, Governor Plenty getting in is a good thing, not because he's nece- that makes him the front runner, although you could argue it probably does, but then it, I think it's a good thing in that if Jeff Johnson and Keith Downey, who are considered the front rush point, shouldn't that cause them to sharpen their message and appeal to a broad range of voters, knowing the way the state works? So it, it's a good thing. Again, I, I, I don't, whomever is the GOP candidate, that's who I'm supporting. So don't act like I'm a, I'm a Palenti apologist here, but I think that the more choices are better. And that's one factor why there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm in caucus night because no one's enthusiastic about these candidates. Keith Downey, Jeff Johnson, Philip Parrish, Mary Giuliani Stevens. No one's, it's pretty obvious. Okay. So more choices is definitely a good thing in this uh, particular instance. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, We'll see if governor plenty decides finally to, Get in this week. Uh, again, a lot of people are saying it's a question of when, not if. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Or you can use hashtag N-A-R-N via Twitter. It is me, Brad Carlson, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a moment. The perfect Valentine's Day gift is to learn how to dance with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. There are only two of these half-off deals available. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Give her a Valentine's gift she'll never expect. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. This is Pastor Don Anderson with Christ for People with Developmental Disabilities. Everyone needs to hear God's Word and experience His love. Let's make a difference at church by accepting, loving, and interacting with individuals regardless of their abilities. To learn more, visit ChristForPeople.com or call 612-408-7736. That's ChristForPeople.com, 612-408-7736. And remember, God sees the heart. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. 
Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Pain relief is here and it's natural. You don't need all the negative side effects of ibuprofen when you have Relief Factor. Relief Factor is made from high quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to fight recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need Relief Factor. How do I know? Because I know. Because I've tried it. I've taken it. I'm thrilled with the results from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain, gone. This stuff really works. And in fact, 80% of people who try the three-week quick start, which is the introductory offer, buy it again. 80%. So what do you have to lose except 20 bucks? Give it a shot. The $19.95 three-week quick start is waiting for you at ReliefFactor.com. If you don't think it's for you afterwards, just let them know and you're only out 20 bucks. But think of what life could be like without any pain. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. Would you like to protect your nest egg? At Online Trading Academy, we teach the skills to grow and protect your investments. Learn this rules-based strategy with our best-in-class instructors, teaching you how to get your arms around your money so you can retire with no worries. Learn the skills to profit from the markets going up or down by joining us for a comprehensive free workshop by calling pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. Welcome back, AM 12 and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back, back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for, as always, tuning into the show. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Some uh, pretty disturbing news out of the uh, Trump White House uh, this past week. And, of course, uh, for the uh, uh, resistance, you know, I use in scare quotes, the resistance, never Trump, whatever. uh, That's kind of a evergreen statement. Uh, Disturbing news out of the Trump White House, the fact that he's a... that he's even president is a source, uh, is a uh, trigger source for many. But, uh, uh, but in all seriousness, this is um, some pretty, uh, some pretty disturbing stuff. Apparently, there have been some. Uh, there were two White House aides that were uh, have had allegations of domestic abuse against them, and yet they were working within the White House. Uh, again. I'm all for due process. I'm all for innocent until proven guilty. But my issue is, uh, if you're going to be in a prominent job in the White House, uh, the threshold for whether you should receive that job, be qualified for that job, needs to be a heck of a lot lower than being convicted or proven guilty of a crime. Okay? I understand... Burden of proof, innocent until proven guilty, that's a legal threshold. But having gainful employment, you don't have to meet the same standards to be convicted of a crime, okay? I'll read this from a uh, CNN story. David Sorensen, a member of the Trump administration's speechwriting team, has resigned after being accused 
of domestic abuse, a White House, White House official says. He is the second administration official to resign this week over domestic abuse allegations after top White House staffer Rob Porter resigned on Wednesday. According to White House official Sorensen's job with the Council on Environmental Quality did not require a security clearance, but his background check was ongoing. The Washington Post first reported Sorensen's resignation Friday evening and reported that his ex-wife, Jessica Corbett, alleged that he ran a car over her foot, put out a cigarette on her hand, threw her into a wall, and grasped her menacingly by her hair while they were alone on their boat in remote waters off Maine's coast, an incident, she said, left her fearing for her life. The Post reported that it had been working on a story regarding the allegations made by Corbett prior to Sorensen's resignation. So uh, those are some very serious allegations. Again, I don't know if there's been uh, physical forensic evidence proof brought forth that would subject uh, Mr. Sorensen, uh, David Sorensen, to criminal charges. But again, that's irrelevant when you're applying for a job. If there's something like this surrounding you, it's not beyond the. It's not. It's not inappropriate for an employer to say, you know what, we're going to wait until this gets cleared up and your name gets cleared because we really don't want to be associated with this. But what you can excuse is the incident surrounding Rob Porter, who I believe had uh, two different ex-wives. In the White House, and again, this is from from the CNN story, the same CNN story, the White House was already under scrutiny this week over its handling of of Porter's departure. West Wing staff, including Chief of Staff John Kelly, initially defended Porter despite the allegations of abuse by both of his ex-wives. Photos of one of Porter's ex-wives with a black eye surfaced publicly, which eventually led to the White House expressing concern about the allegations. Porter has denied the allegations. And again, I got I wrote a little bit about this at bradcarlson.org, and I had someone comment in my comment section. And it's just like, well, okay, so much for due process, I guess, uh, sentence first, trial later, off of his head. And it's like, you know, I reiterate it. Look. If you have an order of protection against you and there is someone who is alleging abuse against you and there's a photograph with that person with a black eye, that's not nothing. That's some pretty substantial evidence. Okay. Now, again, I understand people have concerns about the environment we in, we're in, that it could just take a couple of people to levy false accusations and it could ruin somebody's life. And there was even some woman that said a few weeks ago or a few months ago, excuse me, in the midst of all this, that that was a price she was willing to pay. So, well, that's a price I'm willing to pay if an innocent guy goes down, because as long as we get enough guilty people and all the guilty ones uh, to uh, uh, to help be held to account. Ah, what's a little collateral damage amongst an innocent person, which was a pretty stunningly arrogant thing to say, because. She says, well, it's a price I'm willing to pay. Well, you pay no price. It would be the person who was falsely accused that would be paying the price. Okay? So I I understand that there's that risk. But again, it seems to me a lot of these very credible accusations of domestic abuse, domestic violence, are being substantiated. Hence, the order of protection that was given to one of Porter's ex-wives. Or again, the photograph surfaced where she had a black eye. All right. Again, these aren't these aren't nothing. 
And it's not inappropriate for an employer to say, you know what, we're not comfortable with this. And here's another thing. The uh, Porter's particular uh, job in the White House required security clearance, which he never received. Because after the FBI did all the vetting of his background, they came up with all of these allegations. And therefore, Porter never received security clearance. Now, shouldn't that raise a red flag amongst President Trump and his chief of staff, John Kelly, that there's a reason this guy doesn't have security clearance? Why is that? Doesn't that pique anybody's curiosity within the Oval Office? And again, I I, I have reiterated a hundred times on the show, I I was always uneasy about a Trump presidency, but I could at least take heart in the people with whom he surrounded himself, whether it be Secretary of Defense uh, General James Mattis or U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who's been terrific in her role. Trump has had some quality people on his staff, on his cabinet. Within his, but it just seems like some of the folks within the actually within the Oval Office, it's been a raging garbage fire. And this can't continue. Because eventually it's going to get to a point where the genuine quality people who work in the White House are going to get to the point and say, you know what, this is a compromise of my character. I can't be in this environment. I can't be here anymore. I have to move on. It's not worth being a part of this because my record is going to be permanently stained for working in a Trump administration who has just this disgusting, these disgusting things happening, allegedly. So that that that's that's my biggest concern. And also, President Trump, when Rob Porter resigned, all he had to say was, well, you know, he, he did a good job for me, didn't express an ounce of concern for the ex-wives who were allegedly terrorized by this guy or didn't express an ounce of concern for, remember Roy Moore, the Republican Senate candidate down in Alabama, some of his alleged victims didn't express concern for any of those people and and, and on and on and on. So it's one thing for the president to kind of be caught in a difficult position, being caught by surprise and expressing concern, but his public uh, statements on these particular manners, uh, Leave a lot to be desired to to understate it quite a bit. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also reach out via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with AM 1280 The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for five years now, and it has helped many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of the schools we have a partnership with. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call AM 1280 The Patriot today at 651-289-4406 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program. That's AM 1280 The Patriot at 651-289-4406. 
I'm Teresa Morrow, the Vice President of External Relations with the Minneapolis Foundation. You know, WNAV has done a lot of pretty significant sized events for us, and they do everything from sound and lights to the audio to videotaping to making sure that all the performers look and sound right. As an event person, you really sweat the details, and when I work with WNAV, I don't worry about that stuff. They always come through for me, whether it's an event for 1,500 people or it's an intimate event, and all I need is a microphone and a sound system. They can do that full range for me. Probably the greatest thing about WNAV, not only are they early, they're usually there before I am. They scout it ahead of time. They're prepared for what your event is, and I know I can count on WNAV 100% of the time, and I do. Hi, I'm Mark, president of WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Online at wnav-video.com. says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Hey, welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., it is The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, can be heard on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. That's Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer. Closing out every weekend... On Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m., and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. One thing that has always had me very perplexed, stupefied, curious, gobsmacked, whatever, whatever terminology you'd like to use is certain progressives and certain American media outlets glamorizing third world dictatorships or brutal dictatorships or just tyrannical leadership. It's it's never made any sense to, well, I have theories, I guess. I, I shouldn't say it's never made any sense to me, but I do have theories. And this goes back to the Bush years, particularly after the Iraq war and the war on terror and how Bush was portrayed as this murderous thug who just declared war on Iraq because he either wanted to avenge uh, an assassination plot of his dad or he wanted to attack or he wanted to attack brown people. I mean, this is honest to God, some of the uh, rationale that leftist progressives used and how the media basically 
whitewash some of the successes the American military was having in the Middle East. And yet, at these, these same people would glorify the regime of then uh, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez or Iranian President uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. They, they, they would just glorify these people. There was, there was even a, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, oh, let me, I, I bookmarked this earlier. There was, a, a, yeah, Vogue. Back in 2011, Vogue, a fashion magazine, posted a profile of, of Asma al-Assad, the wife of Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad, you know, the guy who used chemical weapons on his own people to quash the rebellion? It, stupefying. Stupefying. I bring this all up to say that CNN, on its Twitter feed, Oh, yesterday, or, you know, obviously the Olympics got started. I'm not much of an Olympics fan, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, I don't watch the opening ceremonies. I'm really not interested in a lot of the different sports. Your mileage may vary. It just isn't something that has really interested me. But CNN, on their Twitter feed, posted a story about uh, Kim Jong-un's uh, sister, whose name is uh, Kim Yo-jong. And the accompanying... Uh, phrase on the tweet said Kim Jong-un's sister stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. And I'll just read some of the uh, CNN piece uh, about this. If diplomatic dance were an event at the Winter Olympics, Kim Jong-un's younger sister would be favored to win gold. With a smile, a handshake, and a warm message in South Korea's presidential guest book, Kim Yo-jong has struck a chord with the public just one day into the Pyeongchang Games. I hope Pyongyang and Seoul get closer in our people's hearts and move forward the future of prosperous unification, she said in her guestbook message referring to the capitals of North and South Korea. Seen by some as her brother's answer to American first daughter Ivanka Trump, Kim, age 30, is not only a powerful member of Kim Jong-un's kitchen cabinet, but also a foil to the perception of North Korea as antiquated and militaristic. Yeah, you know why she's a foil to all that? Do you know what her, her official title is with uh, within the uh, within North Korea? She's the director of the Propaganda and Agitation Department of Workers' Party of North Korea. That's why she comes across as she does. It's propaganda. It's pretty simple. There, and in CNN's piece, never once do they mention about how many untold thousands of North Koreans were killed in concentration camps or starved to death or have no freedom whatsoever. They have no access to the Internet and how punishable a crime is by just having a mobile phone where you could get access to the Internet. And yet, you had someone post something on Twitter where... Vice President Mike Pence was uh, sitting near Kim Yo-jong and how she kind of glanced at him in an unflattering manner. And you get people like, oh, look at that, boy, she's throwing shade at Mike Pence. It's, it's unbelievable to me how American media and certain progressives, it's almost like they take sides over these third-world brutal dictators over the Trump administration. And again, 
you can have your disagreements with the Trump administration. You can say he's unfit to lead. You can say all of these things about the Trump administration, and, and you might be right. But this idea that he's somehow on par or even worse than Kim Jong-un, stupid. Go back to August, last August, Keith Ellison, a sitting U.S. congressman, basically talking about how Trump, or excuse me, how Kim Jong-un, the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, is more responsible than President Trump in the way he conveys his rhetoric. Keith Ellison obviously uh, later later backed off of that. And shortly thereafter, there was a story that the uh, Libertarian Party Twitter feed linked to. They since deleted that tweet. Uh, Again, this was from last summer, but this is just kind of indicative of the way people view this country and view Trump. And they think that, and that's why the resistance is such a fraud, because let me tell you something. Uh, people standing up for freedom and liberty in places like Iran and North Korea, uh, you haven't earned the term resistance until you've seen what those people have, have done and what they've put on the line in order to speak up for freedom and liberty. But the Libertarian Party, they were linking to a story about how North Korea has been branded as a weed smoker's paradise. Basically, you can just smoke weed there indiscriminately, and the Libertarian Party posted the story, and their comment was, It's sad that we can look to North Korea for an example of more freedom than the United States. Stupefying. Stupefying. And there were a couple different pieces that were debunking this garbage. One was at the uh, Weekly Standard where uh, they talked about Kim Yo-jong is no mere spectator for her to her brother's misrule of North Korea. She's an elite member of his regime, and as I indicated earlier, director of propaganda and agitation department of the Workers' Party of Korea. There, she oversees the propaganda regime that constitutes a key component of the enslavement of her country's people. Yeah, so when she's saying, well, like when she wrote in the little South Korean guest book, I hope we can have some uh, uh, substantive talks regarding uh, nuclear weapons. Nudge, nudge, wink, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, I digress. She's also a member of the Politburo. But don't just take it for, don't take it for me. Kim is personally sanctioned by the U.S. Treasury Department in her role in sustaining North Korea's oppressive regime. You wouldn't know it that from, for example, CNN's treatment of Kim. Instead, the most trusted name in news reported this weekend that she is stealing the show at the Olympics by virtue of her smile and warm message. CNN further said that Kim was earning a gold medal for her diplomatic dance. Here are a few terms that did not appear in CNN's article. Gulag, human rights, nuclear weapons, missiles. The article literally does not even mention that Kim is sanctioned by the U.S. government. Other U.S. outlets were similarly glib. Business Insider celebrated that Kim threw a look at the camera while standing behind Vice President Mike Pence. By the way, it later emerged that a highly paid PR firm had uh, midwife the Assad Vogue article, the one I alluded to earlier. So what's CNN's excuse? Here's another one, BuzzFeed. Not exactly a uh, conservative rag. Came out with a piece saying, uh, oh, by the way, PSA. Kim Jong-un's sister... Is not your fave shade queen. She's a garbage monster. Again, that, that's BuzzFeed's actual headline. BuzzFeed, not a conservative outlet. Okay? I mean, here, here's some of the things they, they were linking to. CNN wrote that North Korean dictator's sister was stealing the show at the Olympics. Well, I alluded to that one earlier. The Washington Post had a tweet calling her the captivating Ivanka Trump of North Korea. Uh, but 
yeah, you know the uh, well. I'll skip over that one. It's not it's not good for radio to describe a visual here. Uh, anyways, uh, she's believed to be part of the regime's propaganda and agitation department, so she's probably not trying to defect. Okay, you know how people were saying that this these warm outreach to South Korea, maybe North Korea is softening their stance. Yeah, not so much. Oh, speaking of family. Kim Jong-un is believed to have ordered the assassination of his own half-brother, Kim Jong-nam. And Kim Jong-un's brother, uh, Kim, or father, Kim Jong-il, didn't he, wasn't he the one that killed his own, his own brothers? So Kim Jong-un's uncle and Kim Yo-jong's uncle was killed by their father? Okay? Uh, in fact, the North Korean regime actually enslaves many of its citizens. Uh, Human rights campaigners with the European Alliance for Human Rights in North Korea say North Koreans have been sent abroad to work in jobs performing manual labor and have 90% of their pay sent back to the repressive state. Amnesty International says more than 50,000 North Koreans have been sent to work in countries such as Angola, China, Kuwait, Qatar, and Russia. Most workers were deprived of information about international or domestic labor laws and often lacked access in the host countries to any government agencies and other organizations monitoring compliance with or offering assistance in claiming labor rights, according to the Human Rights Group. Uh, the North Korean regime? Yeah, one of the world's most repressive. It strips its citizens of all sorts of rights, including freedom of expression, freedom of information, and the freedom to move in and out of the country. Hence, like I alluded to earlier, they cut off access to the Internet, so they don't have any information other than confined to their little world there. Hence why they react the way they did when Kim, Jong, uh, Kim Jong-il passed away. You know, dear leader, how they were just hysterical in the streets because they think he's, their, he's the only one that can provide them any semblance of a good life. And Kim, it goes on and on. Kim Yo-jong's family literally runs gulags. Uh, her brother's regime has also been blamed for the death of U.S. college student Otto Warmbier. And uh, by the way, there were there was some uh, there was also some young people who uh, came out who defected from North Korea who came out and uh, spoke uh, to the Warmbier family and indicated to them what what what's really going on in North Korea. It's it's not a pretty picture, but CNN. Wow. The warm diplomatic smile and a kind message in in South Korea's in, in South Korea's uh, guest book, in, insane, absolutely insane. And again, CNN is the the one of the, another one of these organizations that uh, is so haughty and how well we report the facts. You know, some people, you know, it's kind of a sideways shot at Trump because Trump constantly calls CNN fake news. CNN says, "Well, this is an apple. Some people may say it's a banana, but we." It's an apple, and we call it an apple. You know, we're, we're facts first here. I think that that was kind of their hashtag. Hashtag facts first. Okay? Well, you may be, okay, facts first, maybe. Maybe. Okay, say I grant you that. But you certainly gloss over the other side of the story. So facts first, yeah, try sin of omission. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390. Way in via Twitter. Hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment coming up on the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Hey, Twin Cities, Dennis Prager here. If you've been to an AM 1280 The Patriot event or to their station, then you've seen the expert work of Action Plus Sign. This local business of over 25 years specializes in vehicle graphics and wraps, storefront and lighted signs, which you can even convert to new LED and more. When it comes down to it, the folks at Action Plus are less talk and more action. They exemplify true Patriot grit. Visit them online to check out a list of all their services at actionplussign.com. Don't be a thorn. Be a rose. Come to Lucky Stations. We have Valentine's Day roses. We have singles, multiple quantities, or dozens. Lucky Station. She'll love you, and you'll love the convenience. To find the station near you, visit LuckyStations.com. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Barnett Family Dentistry's mission is to provide you with quality dental care, courteous service, and respect. I'm Liz Barnett. Stop in so we can show you the difference for all the smiles in your family. Come in and see us in Ramsey just off of Highway 10 and online at barnettfamilydentistry.com. I'm gonna put it down, down, you gonna fall in love. I'm gonna put it down, you gonna fall in love. I'm gonna put it down, down, you gonna fall in love. I'm gonna put it down, you gonna fall in love. I'm gonna put it down, down, you gonna fall in love. Hey, welcome back, Am 12 and Patriot. I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it down. Northern Alliance Radio Network. You know, I happen to be scrolling through Instagram and Conservative Review TV. You can follow them on Instagram at CRTV. They put out a tweet uh, responding to the uh, CNN tweet about how Kim Jong-un's sister is stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. CRTV replies, yeah, I can't wait for the CNN fluff piece about how Ava Braun would have stole the 1944 Olympics if they hadn't have been canceled. (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Thanks, as for always, uh, for tuning in. And by the way, just as just as an aside, 
Uh, didn't wasn't it CNN who had Corey Lewandowski on, former Trump? Uh, he I think he was the head of Trump's campaign at one point, Corey Lewandowski, to talk about. Uh, I, I think he was very critical of the Trump administration and how they handled uh, the uh, allegations of domestic abuse against people on the staff. Corey Lewandowski, you remember him, right? who grabbed uh, journalist Michelle Fields by the arm and left bruises on her arm when she tried to approach Trump during a campaign event. That's who, that's who the media brought on to criticize the Trump administration on how to handle uh, these domestic issues. So, yeah, the media, uh, as always, has not exactly covered themselves in glory uh, this past week, uh, to be sure, lauding brutal, uh, tyrannical dictators and then using someone who actually, uh, there was actual vis- video evidence of him uh, physically accosting a woman to come on to criticize the Trump administration on how they dealt with men in their administration who had allegations against them of domestic violence. So, yeah, yeah, uh, we live in a uh, bizarre world, to say the least. Hey, I did want to get to one final uh, tidbit here. Apparently, there has been a call on Twitter this past week for a Daily Wire founder and conservative uh, commentator Ben Shapiro to debate uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Of course, Jimmy Kimmel has been uh, cited by particular, in particular, American leftists as kind of the conscience of America. Uh, except, of course, when he's asked to weigh in on the sleazy, uh, uh, the sleaziness of his uh, fellow Hollywoodite Harvey Weinstein. To which Kimmel replied, "Well, I'm not the moral conscience of America, but apparently he's uh, all about the virtue signaling and lecturing of Americans on gun control and and children's health care and that sort of thing. Even one monologue holding his kid while he was lecturing uh, people on how Congress needs to uh, pass the." Uh, the children's health uh, children's health insurance uh, initiative there. So, uh, anyways, uh, Kimmel is is the microcosm of most leftists in that he's long on emotion, short on facts, and basically gives his uh, point of view in a friendly environment, i.e., in front of his studio audience. And Ben Shapiro has had two very high profile refutations of Kimmel's, of two different viral videos that Kimmel's put out. One was Kimmel's response to the shooting in Las Vegas where 50 people were killed and 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 scores more were wounded in that particular Vegas shooting. And then, of course, uh, the Republicans' uh, attempts to uh, repeal uh, Obamacare, and Kimmel went on there tearfully, Ta- uh, about his son's heart surgery, and then lectured people on how they need to really, uh, the Republicans need to get their get it, get their act together and pass children's health care, which they had, but Democrats were so, holding up certain provisions of that bill. And again, these are facts that are conveniently left out to fit Jimmy Kimmel's narrative. Now, don't misunderstand me; I've seen both viral videos regarding Kimmel's uh, response to the Vegas shooting and response to the Obamacare repeal where he used his son's heart surgery uh, to to demagogue the issue. And I I believe Jimmy Kimmel was 100% sincere, and these were heartfelt monologues, really tugged at his heart. I mean, I I guess he lived in Vegas, grew up in Vegas, so had a very close emotional tie to Las Vegas. So that shooting, like like all Americans, hit hit him very hard, but hit Jimmy Kimmel especially hard because, you know, he, uh, he used to live in Vegas. Okay, and of course, with his own son going through his own medical issue, it's your child. 
of course you're going to of course that's going to be a heartfelt monologue but that does not excuse him from putting out blatantly false statements and Ben Shapiro refuted both of those viral videos with facts basically pointing out where Kimmel made definitive statements that were going under the guise of factual statements but Shapiro pointed out no that's incorrect uh Jimmy Kimmel, I think, at one point insinuated how Republicans voted to allow people who were mentally ill to purchase a gun. And Shapiro pointed out that that is an absolute false chanting point. What the Republicans voted to do was that people who were denied their Second Amendment rights, they had to be, it had to be a medical expert to sign off and say, yes, this person is mentally ill, therefore they should be precluded from purchasing a firearm. Okay. But because Republicans wanted to follow through on the due process part, then you get people like Jimmy Kimmel coming out and say, well, look at this. They want to sell guns to mentally ill people. All right? So basically, it's come out for Shapiro and Kimmel to have a debate, which I would love to see, and Ben Shapiro is all for it. But uh, admittedly, I'm highly skeptical this will happen because Kimmel likely won't be allowed to possess facts, talking points from Chuck Schumer regarding health care issues. Uh, nor would he be able to hold his kid during the debate, okay? But, hey, I would be willing to bet that Ben Shapiro would allow Jimmy Kimmel to hold uh, Chuck Schumer's talking points and to hold his own kid during the debate because it might make it a little more fair fight, shall we say. So we'll keep an eye on that one, to be sure. AM 12A to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast today. I will be sure to catch up with you next week at this time. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Picture yourself on a financial roller coaster. You and your money are going up to the top. But now, as the coaster turns and drops, you are screaming for joy instead of that fearful scream. Learn to manage any turn on your financial coaster at Online Trading Academy. See your accounts growing in both up and down markets and give yourself the opportunity to make a second income you can use now and in retirement. Join us for a free investing class by hitting pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. You like freedom? I do. You like money? Well, I do too. You like freedom and money, and you're going to love freedom checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard that right, $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.freedomchecks123.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can, too. But here's the thing. If you want the chance to grab your full fair share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by March 1st. So don't wait. Get over to www.freedomchecks123.com before the March 1st deadline. That's freedomchecks123.com. Hey, good day. Welcome to our super cold show, eh? Hey, good day to you, Hoser. Hey, you know what the best thing about winters in Minnesota are? (laughs) I know. It's my Arctic Spa and Swim Spa. They're made in Canada for these ultra-cold Minnesota winters, eh? You know, you keep saying that, but what exactly does that mean? Hey, they got that patented forever floor that doesn't need a concrete slab, eh? 
And they got that patented walk-on cover that holds up to 1,000 pounds of snow, eh? And everything in between. Arctics are built for the cold. In fact, anyone can build a hot tub. But Arctic knows how to make them work in the harsh environments. You should see everything they put into these spas. <laughs> yeah, and how they are in the power bills, are too, Are you man. kidding? That's what Arctic does best. Hot water for very little dough, eh? Yeah, so if you're looking to buy one right now, eh? Or just making the plans, visit Premier Pool in Chanassin today, eh? And see what a true cold weather spa looks like premier pool and spa where we take fun seriously online at premierpools.com take off a eh? join gene sullivan each week on where you live where he takes on uh gene who do you take on anyway maniacal landlords slippery renters overbearing hoa boards demanding homeowners oh and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us it's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live join gene sullivan every saturday morning at 10 a.m on am 1280 the patriot this is am 1280 the patriot 